One of the biggest technological trends of the 2020s is the rise of artificial intelligence. No, I'm not talking about AI like what you see in the Terminator. I'm talking about apps like ChatGPT, Google's Bard, Microsoft Bing, and much more. With the creation of apps that can help create grocery lists or write a decent cover letter, ChatGPT can serve as a helpful tool. But it also has raised concerns among many, from actors in Hollywood to school administrators. But it's no different for students and faculty at the University of Maryland. I'm Caroline Pecora. For this episode of Offbeat, I talked to students and faculty to get a better understanding of what AI is, its benefits and drawbacks, and how students graduating in the AI era are feeling about their careers. Senior computer science major Sander Scholhoff does AI research at this university's Computational Linguistics and Information Processing Lab. The lab aims to improve how computers perform human language-related tasks. He also co-founded Learn Prompting, a guide that helps users learn to use generative AI. Scholhoff uses AI to aid his research on botany and computer-human interaction. I see it much, much more as a, an assistive tool that helps people get boring stuff done. I mean, my favorite thing about it is that I can make it do something that I don't want to do. For those who don't know, generative AI refers to deep learning programs that can produce images or text based on what people ask of it and the information used to train it. The functions of AI seem endless. You've seen it used for face filters on Instagram, AI chat buddies like MyAI, and even websites that build resumes. Freshman classical languages and literatures and English language and literature major Maxine Poe Jensen uses AI as a tool to improve her writing. Like I'm like self-conscious and I don't like people to read my work. So it's good to like, I'll, I'll give like a portion of my writing to AI and be like, does this make sense? Or like, what can I do to make it more concise, especially for essays? Like, um, Grammar is a big part of it. So I've been using it more for like technical things. I don't think I've ever like used it for like substance or generating, you know, new ideas. Um, Poe Jensen, who wants to pursue a career in publishing, believes AI can add to her editing process, but it can't replace the human mind's creativity. The introduction of AI in academic spaces presents a new concern for students, how AI will impact their industries. And so you see a lot of very strong opinions that either AI has a lot of fundamental weaknesses and won't be able to do a lot of things, or that AI is incredibly dangerous and we're going to see um, incredibly negative consequences come from it. But the reality is much more in between. That's Tom Goldstein, the director for machine learning at this university and an endowed computer science professor. I think what the reality is going to be a shade of gray that's in between, right? There are going to be ways that AI is very helpful to people. And there are going to be problems that are caused by AI. But as we see those problems, I think the people come along with tools to try to mitigate them. And people get more educated on, on how to use tools properly to mitigate those sorts of problems. Um, Goldstein researches a number of issues related to AI. In regard to whether artificial intelligence is a force for good or bad, Goldstein believes proper use is what matters. I think it depends on the situation. I think that, you know, by and large, the goal of tool developers is to make it as helpful as possible. Um, but, you know, misuse of these sorts of tools can obviously cause harms. But assuming that you you use them properly. With AI's emergence in the academic space, some students at this university are planning to mitigate its impact on their career plans. Kat Close, an alum of this university, 
works as a UX designer and product manager. She is also the founder of a startup dedicated to helping seniors use modern technology. Klaus recognizes how AI can serve as a useful tool in her work to get jobs done faster and make people more efficient, especially for the product development side of things. And that was a benefit. But I also saw how, especially with how AI first came about, which was through the creative side, which was not expected at all, the just mass amount of fear and paranoia that creatives went through within my community and abroad about we're irrelevant. Like we have, like we might be replaced in the span of a year. Um, And so as somebody pursuing a career that merges both the creative side and the technical side of things, it was very confusing to navigate. Um, Poe Jensen was one of those creatives who feared that new AI tools would oust them from their industries. Here she is. I remember my friend had to write a speech for our like honor society induction and we were like I was helping him write it and then he sort of he asked his chat GBT for three different versions of like a speech um for the honor society and then he sort of synthesized those three versions together to make his own speech and I remember like sitting there and being kind of scared because like I really like writing and I think that's like one of my strengths and I was like this thing is so much more efficient and obviously faster because it like it edits everything so I was definitely a little scared. Poe Jensen added that many early publishing internships focus on copy editing, providing summaries of articles and fiction work and other skills AI can quickly accomplish. And I was just like that's something that could be done by AI so much, you know, more efficient than a human. So like looking at those internships um, for like career goals and then seeing stuff that AI could do was like sort of jarring to me. So I think definitely competing in terms of um, the workforce, but in terms of like- Poe Jensen feels she'll be competing with AI, which is increasingly common. According to a report by experience management company Momentive, 61% of students expressed concern about AI replacing the skills and knowledge they learn in college. Half of those surveyed also expect AI to reduce the number of job opportunities they have after college. Um, I think there's a real danger of, especially arts and humanities, jobs and education becoming obsolete. Um, So yeah, it makes me nervous. So, how can freshly graduated students stay ahead of the rising tide of artificial intelligence? Alin Powell, the director of this university's career center, believes there are core skills AI won't be able to replace in every industry. Things like critical thinking, problem solving, and teamwork are eternal in the workforce. When it comes to AI, Powell makes a note that it's important for students to understand how AI impacts their chosen industries and make it work to their benefit. Innovation, I think knowing that, being able to walk in and leverage that to the benefit of whatever the mission might be to your organization, I think are ways that students can use, you know, again, what is a valid hesitancy and or concern to their advantage. I don't think it's going away, right? And so I don't want it the concern to paralyze our students. Um, And I think we can continue to work alongside them to prepare them to know what it is and how best to position themselves to utilize it to their advantage moving forward. 
Close, the university alum, echoed that becoming familiar with using AI as a tool keeps students competitive in the workplace. Right. Now, what I will say is if I don't learn the latest and greatest AI tools, that is a threat to my profession because I become less competitive compared to the people who are staying on top of those tools. And because they will likely have a quicker, more efficient output of work and a higher quality of work, potentially, depending on, you know, how they choose to use the tool, um, companies may go for them right over me. So um, that's why I have to, as a professional, stay on top of these tools. Um, that is Even as students work to stay on top of the changing AI landscape, the future is still uncertain. And with that uncertainty, there are a wide range of opinions on how the tool will impact the workforce. On one hand, Goldstein believes that while AI won't outright replace jobs anytime soon, its efficiency in document reading and computerized tasks can reduce jobs that require those skill sets. AI can make people more efficient in their professions, and that might reduce the number of people that we need. So while an AI chatbot is not going to completely replace the need for attorneys anytime soon, what a chatbot could do is it could do document review very effectively so effectively, in fact, that it might seriously reduce the number of attorneys that you need to work on a case um, if document review is required, right? But for Poe Jensen, AI can't replace the one thing humans have a monopoly on. I think it's very easy to want to use generative AI to come up with new ideas. But like, I just think a lot of times it can't replicate what the human mind can do. Like when I write poetry or fiction a lot of it is just um it's not structured it's not you know thought out it doesn't follow a rubric and I think when you have generative AI it tends to really pare things down and it's always looking for you know a set of rules that it can follow and I think some of my favorite stories poems and creative work are um are not conventional and that they don't follow like a tempo they don't follow a plot structure and it's just something that like when it comes naturally to ai i guess this has been another episode of offbeat a podcast from the diamondback this episode has been reported and hosted by me caroline pakora the script was written by editors aaron wright and fatima yazdi follow offbeat on twitter at dbk offbeat and follow the diamondback on twitter and instagram at the dbk you can find a transcript of this episode at dbknews.com if you like this episode tell your friends Take care.